Welcome to Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that offers motivation and inspiration to act, speak, and think in ways that make a positive impact on your life. Each week, we bring you a message or a guest that offer you tools to live up to your full potential. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I am truly grateful. If you've already gone in and rated and reviewed this podcast, I want to let you know that I do read every single review on there and it does provide me great feedback because my goal is to constantly provide as much content that is valuable and useful to you, whether it's business building, mindset, motivation, or inspiration. So if you will please share this, rate it, review it, and subscribe, I will be truly. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on Recognize Your Truth. I am so grateful for you to be here today. I have a special guest, April Holly, and I met April through the John Maxwell team, and she has two movements going on. One is a prison transformation initiative. And then she also has M21 that she's going to talk about, which is empowerment coaching. Hi, April. How are you today? I am wonderful. Wonderful. And you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited for you to kind of share a little bit about your story and the way you kind of explained it to me was um, addiction to redemption. So I'm just going to ask you, April, if you don't mind just sharing with my audience a little bit about your story and where you come from and then how you um, started the, the two movements that you're interested, that you're involved in right now. Yes, that would be awesome. Um, and so I love being able to, to really tell where, I'm at today with all my accomplishments, but to really understand and appreciate how far I've come, I have to take you back to where I started um, because that was um, very pivotal moments within my journey that had I not gone through those, um, those particular uh, moments, I would not be able to be where I am and share my journey along the way. So um, just, just to kind of give you a highlight, I don't know, um, have you ever seen uh, Lisa, the show, Jerry Springer, the talk show. Yes. <laughs> okay. So when I say that, a lot of people are like, yes, I've seen that show. That is, that is literally the environment and the lifestyle that I have grown up in my entire life. And not just my generation, but my brothers, my aunts, my uncles. So this is generation after generation of just dysfunction, addiction. And then you repeat the cycle over and over again generation after generation. And so I had said from the time that I was very, very little that I will, when I get older, not repeat these same cycles. I won't allow my children to grow up in such, uh, such dysfunction and um, chaos. And, and that's really um, what my motive was when I was very little. I thought that I was going to be, um, I thought I was going to be a lawyer. I thought I was going to be a psychologist. I thought I was going to be all of these amazing things. And as I started to grow up and I realized that 
Um, I have been taking care of myself since I was six years old. I lived in California, so it's very big, hundreds of thousands of people. And I would be by myself at six years old, uh, cooking my own food. My mom um, was a single mom. My dad was a truck driver, so he was always gone. Um, so what that looked like is I have two older brothers. They're 13 and eight years older than me. And they had families of their own by the time I started growing up. And um, so I would, I would watch myself. I would cook for myself. And then as I got older, um, I hit about 12. And then that is really when very um, pivotal moments started happening where I said I would never be in addiction. I started realizing that I was connecting with groups and people that were um, like the environment that I had grown up in. And I started noticing that I started getting in a lot of fights. And so the dysfunction and the chaos that I absolutely hated, I was actually turning into. So um, I'll fast forward to about 14 when I had decided um, I, I grew up in Arkansas. We moved to California. Um, so Arkansas is born California. I was six years old. And at 14, I said, I couldn't take, um, all the chaos and dysfunction. So I actually moved out when I was 14 and lived with my brother in Arkansas. And unfortunately where I thought that I was going to get away from the dysfunction, I ended up getting deeper into addiction and dysfunction. And that is really when, um, the, the most nastiest and evilish drug comes about, which is, is methamphetamines. I mean, it took hold of me. Um, so I have been using and selling since I was 14 years old. That's how I supported my habit. Um, I still went to school. I still did everything that a, a normal kid would do, but in a very adult fashion. So um, at 14, I, I just kind of continued this cycle and um, it came to another pivotal moment where my mom was like, I, you know, I don't think this is good for you. Um, I didn't want to move back to California. She didn't want to move to Arkansas. And so we decided to move to Iowa and my aunt owned a bar and grill here. And I thought, this is great. I'm going to have a fresh new start. You know, I don't know anybody. Little did I know that, um, Iowa being so rural again, is the number one uh, place for methamphetamines. And so unfortunately, the biggest thing is when you're a newcomer to a very small place where there's farmers and very clicky groups in high school, because I was coming in in my 10th grade year, the one group that will always take you and accept you is, of course, the addiction group, the drug addicts, the, the kind of misfits. Sure. Because that's what you're used to. That's what you're comfortable with. That's what you know. And so it's easy to relate to them. Yes, a hundred percent. And so I, you know, of course, ditched school. I continued to sell, connected with the right people. And when I was 17, um, I ended up getting um, busted for aiding and abetting to manufacturing and got put into a youth detention center. Um, and my now ex-husband went to prison for two years. And that, that is when the, the biggest uh, redemption really started for me. It was the, the addiction to redemption is because I got clean. And I thought, this is the whole new life for me. I got my first real job where I wasn't selling drugs. And um, for the next seven, well, actually, it was six months or six years and uh, 10 months that I was clean. And I ended up relapsing. Uh, when I had found out that my 
uh, ex-husband, you know, I thought everything was great. We just had had our second child. I was working, I was thriving in my environment, staying clean and found out that he had been using behind my back. And unfortunately, um, on December 31st, 2006, I relapsed. And for the next six years, I was in full-blown addiction again. But really during that, um, that time, Lisa was some very crazy things that happened right before I had, um, left him and got divorced. He had broke my nose, my eye, my tailbone. Um, I, I seen all of these things happening. And so I, I divorced him. And in 2007, um, I actually had met somebody else and they were unfortunately in addiction just as hard, but for the next, you know, we were together 11 and a half years. We ended up getting married, but about 2012. So on 12, 12, 12, I got a phone call from a social worker and they had said, do you want to be a parent or do you want to be a drug addict? And honestly, at that moment, there wasn't really, nobody had ever presented me with that option. I just knew that I was ethical. So I call, I was calling myself the EDD syndrome. I was an ethical drug dealer and that's the syndrome I carried because I went to work. I looked just like I do on Facebook now, very presentable. Um, I never lied. I didn't steal. I, I sold drugs because that then I didn't take it from my family. So I justified my usage by being ethical within that world. And that's what allowed me to continue because I, I wasn't the typical drug addict. I, I didn't look the part. Sure. So then I made a, and then, uh, so on 12, 12, 12, that is my, my recovery date. And, um, I, about four months into that, God had given me my first real test. And honestly, Lisa, I want to say that it was the biggest test I think I had ever been given because I could have at this moment, uh, it was April 19th, uh, 2013. And my mother had passed away from brain cancer. And I believe that he was saying, how bad do you want to be clean? And you know, right. Uh, both my brothers, they were full blown in addiction. So when we're at the funeral, you know, everybody's high, everybody's, you know, everybody that was surrounding me was what I've always known, which was the chaos and dysfunction and addiction. And I was like, no, I I've had enough. My kids are more important than to be without them and not have them and continue this life. So I slowly started separating myself from them and my husband and I at the time vowed to, to stay clean and about uh, a year and a half into what I thought was both of our recoveries, I started realizing that he had relapsed. Um, some very bad things happened and he, he ended up getting busted, but um, we ended up working it out and I thought everything was going great. Uh, we bought a house and then I noticed the cycle had happened again. And I'm sure you're probably aware with that cycle of the codependency and, and trying to fix people and they're going to get better and, and it's not really realistic. It's not. I, I know it all too well. Yeah. <laughs> so from that point, um, I had lived uh, from 2015 until 2016 when uh, another very big pivotal moment happened and I was... I was depressed, but not the kind of depressed where you lay in bed. I was just, I started drinking a little too much. He was in full-blown addiction. Our house was in chaos and dysfunction. So we're back to the Jerry Springer life, which I hated. 
So every day I was, I knew I wasn't living my purpose. I wasn't living to empower people or impact people. And I felt like a failure. And my father had come to me and said, uh, he had come to visit and he said, April, you're starting to look like me, a big gut and no butt. And I thought, what, what did he just say to me? Did he really just tell me I had a big gut and no butt? (laughs) And so I started the very next day, it was June 6, 2016. And every mile that I ran, I would yell, big gut, no butt, big gut, no butt. <laughs> and <laughs> it changed me. I mean, I started getting, uh, that's when I became a health and fitness coach through Beachbody and started helping women feel better about who they were, not only on the outside, transforming their life to lose weight, but realizing that um, you don't have to be stuck in this alcohol addiction, codependency addiction, or any of this stuff that we're feeling bound to, and then stuck in a body that's overweight and and you don't feel good about yourself. Right. So um, really from that point, um, I started, this is where another big transformation happened is I, I found John Maxwell and I started listening to him on YouTube as I was running big gut, no butt. I was listening to John Maxwell tell me about, you know, the 15 laws and you have to know yourself to grow yourself. And every time I would listen to this, I I quit watching TV. Um, So I haven't watched TV really since 2016. Um, I started um, investing in my personal development. I found Dave Ramsey through the Financial Peace University and started getting my budget under control because I had to look in the mirror that night when my dad said that and realized that I was a complete mess. Not only was I emotionally, but I was physically broken in every area of my life. And that is when just the the realization that I had to make a change if I wanted to, to live a life that I always knew I was meant for, especially for the kids. And 2017, um, actually it was December, uh, December 7th, my divorce was final. And, um, and that's when the real April started coming out. I started putting that personal development to, um, to use, uh, with affirmations of, of pumping myself up. And, um, from that point, God tested me. I mean, don't let me fool you. He tested me by, um, you know, sending my then now ex-husband to prison, Um, His father-in-law or my father-in-law had died within this. Another death had happened. Uh, My basement uh, that I had just redone was flooded with 14 inches of rainwater. And we lost $25,000 worth of our property. And the insurance company said, I didn't have the right coverage. So um, I I was put to the ultimate test of how bad do you, A, I've never been tested again with, with staying clean, but how bad do you want this new life? How bad do you want to, to be the April that you knew you were always meant to be? And so I just chalked up my losses as, as sad as it was to lose everything that I had owned and um, realized that God was giving me another fresh start, that I needed to take that and embrace it. And from that point, um, I took another leap. And mind you, I had just gotten a divorce. So um, I had taken every last dollar I owned in my savings account and I joined the John Maxwell team. And, um, that is really where, where I'm at today with that journey. Um, so I know for me that that conference and joining the team was transformational as I'm sure it was for you just being in that room with 
you know, 3,500 like-minded people and the connections that you make and the takeaways that you get, I'm sure were transformational for you as well. A hundred percent. I, I live in rural Iowa. So a lot of people here don't have the mindset. They're kind of stuck in their old ways and I'm very vibrant and outgoing and um, I'm a visionary. So I have vision boards and, and I visualize what I want my body to look like. So when I was around 3000 or 3,500 like-minded people, I knew I had found my tribe of people. Um, I couldn't agree more. So April, I want to kind of go back and ask you, because you have such a powerful story. Um, what do you think was it that was in you that gave you that drive and that desire to get clean, get divorced, change your life, um, transform yourself? Um, what, what do you think it was? Do you think it was your mindset? I mean, what were you doing on a daily basis to, to, to empower yourself? That is such a, an awesome question, Lisa, because um, I started going back on what was it that I was doing to, to empower myself. And the biggest thing that, that started, the very first thing um, was I was a little girl and I remember hearing my parents fight my, you know, these are very personal things, but my dad had, um, had put a gun in my mom's mouth and uh, in this fit of anger. And my mom had hit my dad over the head with a frying pan. And we had our windows shot out in our house and we had drug dealers that wanted to hurt my brothers. And so in, in those split moments of, of when they told me that I had to choose between being a parent or not, I couldn't fathom thinking that somebody else would raise my kids or that I was going to allow them to live the life that I had always dreaded and never wanted to be a part of. So I knew without a shadow of a doubt that if I wanted to impact their life and be the person and the mom that I always wanted to be, there was not a choice but to stay clean and every day make a choice to move closer to my goals. And my overall goal was them to be healthy, happy, and stable. I have lived in three states and 43 different homes. And I didn't want that life for them. I didn't want the uncertainty of never knowing what was going to happen next in their life or the fear of hiding under a bed, wondering, am I going to make it out of this alive at 10 years old? Because that's what I endured my entire life is fear, dysfunction, um, scarcity. You know, we always grew up in very rough neighborhoods. So I didn't want them to have to go through that. And then as I, as I got clean and, and started making the choices um, to live a better life, the biggest thing is I call them the daily savers. And I started doing this every single day. And it's S-A-V-E-R-S. And what that stands for is I silence my mind every single day with meditation or prayer and it's just a breathing um, exercise and it's whatever that, that helps quiet your mind and close that chatter out. The A is for affirmation. It's encouraging words to tell yourself that you can achieve whatever goal and overcome any fear that is in your way to live out your purpose. You visualize every single day 
and that's the V. Um, you imagine yourself doing each thing step by step to accomplish your goals. So I have a vision board up of what I want my body to look like, what kind of parent I want, what type of money I want, um, you know, just the role model that I want to be so that every day I can look at that when I'm, when I'm working out and I know that's the person that I want to be. So if I'm not making a choice to go in that direction, I've got to change to another way. The E is for exercise. I exercise every single day because exercise is what's changed the direction of my mindset is getting up with a plan to work my body. Because when you feel good on the outside, you start to really feel good on the inside by feeding yourself with the affirmations and the meditation and, and the visualization. And the R is for reading. I fill my mind with positive thoughts and ideas to improve myself, to give myself knowledge of personal growth by reading um, whatever type of books, podcast, um, audiobook, whatever that's going to feed my mind. And then the S is for scribing. I journal every single day the goals that I want to accomplish, my dreams and my aspirations. So when you put all this together, it's called how to win your day and it's the daily savers. And that's something I do every day. I love that, April. I, I do all the same things myself. Um, I love how you put an acronym to it and you wrote it all down and you shared that with my audience. Thank you so much. What That's so impactful to me just because I do that already, but just, I, I wrote it down as you were saying it and just seeing it and visualizing it, just, it, it confirms what works for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about where you are today. I know you have two different projects going on. So, um, you want to talk about the prison transformation, um, project and tell me a little bit about that and how you connected with the people that you did because I think that's another powerful story in itself is the table that you sat at at John Maxwell and the people that you met. Yes. So what is so so cool is at IMC we were the only female table that has ever been put together in all of IMC ever. They they literally walked by this table and said, are you guys all females? And we said, yeah. They said, this has never happened. It's always been mixed with males and females. And we were the only female t table there. And I, I knew that that was confirmation that we were all meant to, to be bonded and hear each other's stories. And I was right on point with that. Sure. Um, and, and so that alone was amazing. And, um, and really from that point, I, I had heard a testimony, which um, I'm sure you'll know when I'm talking about this, but uh, Tuan Wen, when he went up there and Mark Cole was talking about his, um, his transformation from being in prison and, you know, joining the John Maxwell team and all this behind prison gates. And, and again, that's all I've known too is incarceration my family, my ex-husbands. So that's something that I'm just so familiar with. And him and I, after IMC ended up connecting and we became best friends. Like we started talking about our visions and our dreams and how we wanted to empower people, um, how we wanted to break barriers through communication and leadership. And, and this is how we came with uh, Movement 21, which uh, empowerment, which as we call just M21. And that is really an empowerment group that 
like I said, we break barriers through leadership and communication. We coach, we speak, and um, and we train, and we do the leadership game. Really, that is, is literally. <laughs> I love that, it. That is what we do, and we 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 wanted a movement that anybody and everybody, no matter what community you're in, or background, or group, or you know, ethnic background, whatever that looks like, you could feel a part of this and have something and be a part of something bigger than yourself. And, and that's exactly what we've done. Um, we have people from all over the world, um, and we have JM tiers. We have single moms. Uh, we have dads. We have people that just got out of prison in this group because we want to lead by example that you you can empower yourself, you impact yourself, and if you surround yourself with the right people, you will continue to reach your goals each and every single day. And that's really what M21 is all about is, is empowering and, and this movement. And uh, I think it was so pivotal, pivotal what you just said is surrounding yourself with the right people because we are made up of those who we surround ourselves with. And so, um, you know, like you were saying in the way that you grew up, you were constantly surrounded by people who were addicts and, you know, going to prison. And so that's, that's became you, that became who you were and it's similar to, to my situation. And so uh, it's, it's who you surround yourself with is who you become. And that's, that's a hundred percent. And I want to touch on that really quick because for people who are listening to this, I, I want you to not feel alone because I, through this journey had to make some very, very hard decisions. And that was cutting the toxic people out of my life. And unfortunately that had to be my family, the people that loved me the most. And it had to be my, my husband who I was with for 11 and a half years. We have children together and it was anybody and everybody that was feeding into this toxic behavior. I literally walked away with not one person in my life. And that was a very lonely feeling, but it was very humbling at the same time because it allowed me in that meditation and that quiet time to discover who April Holly really was. I wasn't just a mom. I wasn't just a wife. I wasn't an ex-wife. I wasn't just an addict. I was somebody that could make a difference by making, by making these choices. And it's when I look back, it was faith is faith is looking at things in reverse. I couldn't know what I knew then had I not gone through all of these things that were leading me to the coach and the, the parent and all of these amazing things that were headed for me. If I hadn't went through those, I wouldn't be where I was today or where I am today. Of course. Um, you know, one of the things I say all the time is I wouldn't be who I am today if I had not experienced the journey that I have gone on. And that's what led me to grow and develop and empower myself as well. Um, April, where can we get a hold of you? Where are you on social media and your websites? And how can anybody get in touch with you? Yeah. So, um, oh, really quick. I just wanted to talk about the prison transformation. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. That's okay. I just wanted to touch because it's so important to anybody that is listening that has family that's incarcerated or a loved one. Um, I have an ex-husband that is currently in prison and we drive three hours to go see him three hours uh, to sit there and three hours back home. But a moment that really sparked in my head was when I was sitting in the visitation room 
with three generations, uh, a father, a son, and a grandfather. And that, and then there was this two-year-old who was visiting their dad, their grandpa, and their great-grandpa in the prison. So he, at two years old, was seeing three generations, three generations in incarceration. And I knew at that moment that I had to do something to, to impact my children's life so that I didn't have generation, repeating generations of this. Because my husband wasn't, or my ex-husband is in prison. His dad was in prison. And I knew that that likelihood of my son doing the same thing was going to be higher had I not taken steps to prevent this. So um, during the Movement 21, we also launched a nonprofit, which was PTI, the Prison Transformation Initiative. And we go in uh, to facilities uh, with salt and light. And um, what that looks like is it's empowering these inmates with leadership and communication. So when they get out, they can start their own coaching or they can they can feel a part of the movement. They can they can come out equipped with better skills so that they don't repeat themselves. But my part in that is really helping the families be able to cope with what it's like to be the single mom who's who's having to take on dual roles and and having to pay the bills by herself and take care of kids. You, they are really the the bread and butter of what holds that together. So um, my part is to really empower the females in that in that portion, and then Tuan takes care of the inmates, and, and that's how Prison Transformation uh, really launched. But um, to get a hold of me, uh, I am at uh, eight. Uh, there's a couple of different ways. So April Holly live at gmail.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook at April Holly. We are currently um, in construction of our website because we are launching so many different coaching packages and different things that we are, we are rehauling and reconstructing our entire website. Um, so you can definitely find me on Facebook, Instagram under April Holly and April Holly live at Instagram. And then of course, uh, just reaching out uh, through phone, my phone. Uh, you can always call me. Um, I don't know if you want me to put my phone number out there, but I have it on my website or my uh, Facebook if you'd like to contact me as well. And I will put all of your links to for people to contact you in the show notes so that we can make sure that anybody who wants to contact you can do that. Um, April, you have such a powerful story and I'm so grateful and so blessed that you were willing to spend some time with me and share that. Um, It has really touched me and I feel like um, your story needs to be heard. So thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it, Lisa, so much. And I know that you have a powerful story as well. And and so I just love that women are coming together and helping each other shine and and empower each other to be the best badass versions of themselves. (laughs) It's awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for joining me today. I can be found at recognizeyourtruth.com. I do offer a complimentary one-on-one discovery session for individual coaching, as well as a new product that is going to launch in October. It's a new course called Selling on Social, where I walk you through building your brand and selling your products on social media. And the music is Genuine by Julio Ortiz. first time in